speaking of Batman movies that I did revisit, mm-hmm. welcome back to another episode of the Halos and Radio Show. This is episode number nine. We're going to be talking about some stuff today. Um, oh, wait a second. I forgot. I got to play the new intro. I'll signal uh, you guys. Won't, you guys won't be able to hear it, so I'll just signal when it's okay to talk again. <laughs> okay. Uh... Thanks to my good friend Jimmy Grant for that. Very lovely intro uh, that I'm playing on stream now, so I don't have to edit it okay. in later. <laughs> oh, hey, we got some people in here. Galactic uh, Gamer ninety seven says hi. Somebody and said hi. Sky Cheddar asks if they can request a song. <laughs> can you request a song? Uh, no, sorry. I mean, you can try and request one for us to sing if you want. Um, but. Uh, we're not a, exactly a song listening podcast, but we we can sing if you want. Um, but yeah, so uh, f- first news. Uh, speaking of uh, revisiting bat films, which I do need to do. Sorry, our singing is not enough for you, but. But anyway, get it together. Uh, so Joel Schumacher has died. Uh, oh, rest in peace. All right. Maybe we should sing a song for him. I I think you just did. Okay. Uh, well, it was an inappropriate song then. <laughs> a man dies, and you're talking about being a survivor. Oh, yeah, that probably wasn't the best. I I heard some interesting rumors about him today, but uh, hmm. yeah, if he let me open he up, made his... it to eighty happy for that he made it to 80 and apparently he fucked a lot joel schumacher was a a director he Uh, was a sexual tyrannosaurus yeah apparently he fucked like twenty thousand men uh is what the rumors are but uh Mm. in honor of joel schumacher today i i actually i watched falling down for the first time uh in uh in like probably 20 years or so falling down was one of those movies that i was that was on uh it was on hbo a lot as a kid when i was uh you know being babysat at my grandma's and no one was paying attention (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah uh and it was great really good uh it, it was actually like watching it today it was it was I don't know. Have you guys seen Falling Down? Um, no, I haven't. Also, Sky Cheddar, we're not opposed to gay people. Quite the opposite. Yeah, Joe's gay. Joe loves cock, and we love yeah. and we love Joel Schumacher. Uh, no, Joel Schumacher died. He's dead. He died of old age. So yeah, Falling Down. It was like. Like watching it was pretty. Uh, it was interesting because it's about a basically a man who's having kind of a mental breakdown, kind of going on a, a rampage. 
Not even really a rampage, just uh, just I don't know. He sort of weaves his way through all the sectors of society in L.A. Um, at the time, and it, it's there's a lot of cultural commentary that's really interesting. But you guys didn't watch it, so uh, and that's not the topic. But amongst other things, he's directed Saint Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, uh, which I. I need to I like see. Lost Boys. I need to I see. I saw that not too long ago. Uh, it's fun. Eight millimeter phone booth, which I was a big fan of back in the day, uh, with Colin Farrell. Uh, mm-hmm. But the That's pretty good. But the main thing he's he's like pretty known for. Uh, Infamous for even was he directed Batman Forever, which I like. Uh, I like Batman Forever. Mm. Batman Forever, Kiss from a Rose. It's good shit. Right? <laughs> that 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 soundtrack. <laughs> insane <laughs> yeah uh and he also directed batman and robin uh which i don't was, know was, huh was forever with mr freeze no that no, was batman, that was and, batman robin. and robin forever oh, robin, was okay. two-face and riddler played by jim oh Carey. jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. oh that that thing because okay. it's the most 90s thing ever yeah. yeah it was good but uh you know what Having rewatched Batman Forever semi recently, I will say it's like I actually like it a lot more than I used to. Uh, it's good. It's just good fun. It's kind of like I don't know. It's fun in the way that Adam West Batman was fun. Yeah, mm. they they pull a lot from that, and like the Adam West Batman, there's a greater emphasis on color. The thing I give to Schumacher's take on Batman over every other take on Batman, specifically in cinema, is that his adaptions look most like a comic book in like the best way possible. Hmm. Yeah, just not a Batman hmm. comic book. <laughs> At least yeah, not, not the ones we're used like it's, to. It's it's like Batman. It looks like the Batman comic books when the he exists in the DC universe versus the Batman comic books where the assumption is kind of you're just in Gotham. Those are more in the Tim Burton realm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to Joel, Joel Schumacher and I, I watched falling down today and in memory of him, uh, by all accounts, he was like a, a really great solid dude who loved to bang. It's pretty mm-hmm. wild. Um, you um, wore that horniness on his sleeve too. If Batman <laughs> and Robin is any indicator. Yeah. Uh, other, effing bat butt. Yeah. Other uh, mm-hmm. and the nipples too. Don't forget about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he died. Also, apparently Denny O'Neill died recently. Which, if you're not familiar, he was kind of a. He was pretty big in shaping Batman in the 80s. He worked at DC. Uh, he wrote a lot of stories. He wrote some Daredevil stuff, and then he moved over to, to DC, and he wrote some Batman. Um, yeah, and he was editor. As editor, he presided over uh, a lot of stuff from when I was a kid. Most notably, in my mind, was the uh, death in the family where they killed Robin jason todd um but uh he's also probably his legacy will probably be that he amongst other things he co-created rachel ghoul 
the head of the demon. So, R.I.P. to Danny O'Neill as well. And I, I wanted to mention Ian Holm too, who is a, that's kind of a big one. Uh, you guys probably know him as Bilbo Baggins from The Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see that. Yeah. But kind of a great character actor. He's also the uh, the android in the first Alien movie. Yeah. And he was in From Hell. But apparently he, he lived to be almost 90. But, uh... Yeah. It's a good run. But, yeah. So... A lot of deaths since last week. Actually, some of this stuff happened like a little while ago, but I've been so tuned out of social media that I've been, yeah. uh, I, I, I turned uh, Twitter off so I could avoid Last of Us 2 spoilers, uh, <laughs> which I've been playing. It's good. It's good. I'm enjoying it so far. There's some really interesting surprises and choices that they've made. But, uh, yeah, apart from that, um, I guess the other main thing of my topic would be like the biggest bat news is apparently Michael Keaton is in talks to return as Batman as Bruce Wayne in in uh supposedly how they are thinking of doing is I I guess I guess they're still moving ahead with the Flash movie (laughs) despite Ezra Miller wanting to go (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that weird shit. Yeah. I, I think we talked about that a little while ago, but uh, I mean that, that makes me really happy because Flash's his stories are really really cool, especially Flashpoint. Yeah. So that apparently they want to do Flashpoint, um, and I guess whatever idea they have kicking around in their head is, um, like whether it's to an alternate dimension or he he moves to the future he's going to encounter an older Bruce Wayne and apparently Michael Keaton is in talks to play that older Bruce Wayne so it would be cool to see him step into the future version of this universe uh or possibly you know he sort of you know flash sort of sidesteps into another dimension where he is actually in the burton universe or or something like that but i guess a big part of the flashpoint story is something's gone wrong and the timeline's different anyway um which is i I enjoyed that movie i I never read the comic but the uh, animated film was cool it was fun yeah uh, and also, too, if you I'm, ever watch the if you ever watch the TV series, they do the whole Flashpoint. Uh, I think in the first or second season, and with the reverse Flash and everything, it's really, 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 really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I heard that. about that. Um, I'm kind of hoping for Old Man Bruce from Batman Beyond, but I'll I'll take mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I think that would be cool too. Um, but they, that's the other thing is they're kind of talking about, like, not just this one. Like, apparently this would be a significant role as, like, a like a mentor role. And there's – I'm seeing shit that where people are talking about, like, it, they're kind of comparing his role to, like, like Sam Jackson in the MCU as, like, an older mentor type. So he could potentially show up in other ways um, or in – 
you know, he could be used for other stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, which opens the opens the door to a lot of shit. Um, I would, I think we've talked about this before. I mean, a lot of people have talked about this. You know, doing a Dark Knight Return style movie with Michael Keaton. You know, especially if you guys have seen Birdman. Is you see Birdman jumper cables? Uh, not yet. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. Birdman. That's what I hear. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. I saw that shit three times in the theater. That's how good that was. It's an amazing film, and he is amazing in it, but he he is like this sort of grizzled old man, and it's cool that it's kind of a send-up of someone in his position, like a an older actor who was known for playing a superhero, but the way he just kind of is like bitter and his voice in that movie like you could see him doing an older bitter bruce wayne in like uh you know if they did dark knight returns uh with him that would be really cool i would love to see that and i would love to see them actually dig up jack nicholson (laughs) uh for the role oh no if if they're gonna have those two in the same film then i want them to do dark knight returns yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, well then, yes, that. Yeah, I I, would, I agree. I would love to see that, but I don't. It's tough because he's kind of in that same boat as like Sean Connery, where it's like they retired so long ago, we don't know what the hell they're like now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, Jack is pretty much done. I don't think that he's really done anything recently. I can't recall anything. I know he officially retired, but I don't know what is the last thing he did. Yeah, last thing he did was in 2010. Okay. So he's yeah. born in 1937, so that means he is. He's like 83. Oh, damn. Is that right? But yeah, Clint Eastwood oh, is still directing, and he's 89. Damn. Clint will be 90 this year. Okay, directing is keeping him alive. <laughs> Clint's a badass. And I'm happy for it. Clint is amazing. Uh, and his last movies have been and great. But, uh... So, yeah, I... What are you... Are you excited for this possibility, Joe? For Keaton coming back? Absolutely. I mean, it's just... He's an amazing actor. And every movie that he has played in dealing with superheroes, he's just been like Spider-Man. I mean, just, well, Batman, Birdman. I don't know if you really want to call that a superhero thing. But, you know, it's he does it so well. So I'm extremely mm-hmm. excited. I hope he. And I know it's not going to happen, but I would love for this to kind of open up into a Batman Beyond movie. But I know it's not going to. That's what I want. No, I think it's totally yeah. possible. If he does this, I think anything's possible. I think yeah, that's, that's true. That's totally within the realm of possibility. Um, I was seeing, I was hearing things that they were thinking of potentially doing a, a girl for Batman Beyond for some reason, which mm. I'm kind of like at that point, why don't you just do Dark Knight Returns and have Carrie Kelly or do like a as Robin? Well, they tried to do a Batwoman TV show. I was going to say do a Batwoman movie, but. Um, mm. 
I don't know if they want to do something different with that. That's fine. Yeah. Because um, you know we're we're kind of in Elseworlds territory with all this. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't bother me, but it's just it's kind of weird. I don't understand. It, it does why seem like a that, like but... an odd sidestep, though. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, see, I'd say if anything, what I want is what they were kind of teasing and never did in. Uh, Batman Beyond and make his friend Max a sidekick, like a proper sidekick. That would be cool. I like that. Yeah, that, that yeah. can actually work pretty well. Yeah, and man, I would just love Keaton to like the line, like you were saying, to play as the old man. Um, yeah, I Bruce just want to see old man Bruce Wayne because that's like that's my favorite take on Bruce Wayne and Batman, bar none. Hmm. It's also the only time you get to see Bruce live to an old age because in any other scenario he, he fucking dies in the costume like when I mean it's just the most likely scenario mm-hmm. uh, I think that's kind of implied in Dark Knight Returns you never really get you never really see him you never really see him you never really see Batman whacked but I don't know maybe that's just like a DC thing like the only character they care to kill off is Superman because he never stays dead yeah uh I don't know Marvel kills their people off all the time they bring them back (laughs) sure but they kill them off with with the Dark Knight uh, if I'm remembering it correctly that's when he's fighting all the mutants and everything right yeah Uh, yeah he fights yeah yeah there's a gang called the fucking mutants and their leader is a fucking mutant. Maybe it's maybe it's different from the graphic novel because I've never read it. But at least from what I watched the the movies, uh, Batman didn't actually die. He just made it seem like he died, and he, he, ended he up made bleeding. it seem like he died. But yeah, so it, yeah, I didn't yeah. get the impression he was going to stop being Batman. Yeah, it's the same. He was training a new generation, but yeah, it's the, yeah, exactly. Same in the comic. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and then there's sequels where he's still Batman to Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns. I haven't read the third one, but I have read the second. I haven't touched anything past the first because I heard um, Frank Miller lost his goddamn mind. Uh, the second one's great. Uh, Frank Miller's good. I mean, uh, Frank Miller is still like an amazing writer. The last thing I read of his came out last year, mm-hmm. or maybe it was this year. It might have crossed over to both, but Superman Year One was like amazing. Like that proved to me he could still like he he could write. Like that that was really good shit. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, but yeah, the only you know I, I think I read uh, Dark Knight Returns a bit later. My first intro to old Batman was in Kingdom Come. Mm. But, uh, now there's there's something I'd like to see a movie of. Yeah, that I mean, if you were wanted, if DC wanted to do a big ass event movie, mm-hmm. like why not that one? DC's all about big ass events. <laughs> they got one going on right now. They do. Yeah, it's a kind of a sequel event, a sequel to another event that was called a uh, Dark Knight's Metal. 
they're doing some serious business with a character that kind of got created during that event called the Batman Who Laughs. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's scary as fuck. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it seems like this was, I think this was the news story we all needed for 2020. <laughs> Very good news. Yeah, it was, it was nice for, yeah, yeah, check whatever your feed is and see something, you know, you actually want. Yeah. And, uh. A smile on my face. <laughs> oh, well, now I guess now it's time to move on to some news that we don't, that nobody wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Joe's big obsession with uh with me. It seems like Joe, you love bringing up this Me Too and gaming uh, business because it's such a it's such a big deal. It's such a big thing. Yeah, I promise I won't bring it up again. I, I do realize I bring it up quite. No, you can, keep, you can talk, talk about up. whatever you want. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have no problem talking about it, talking about all I, of these. I will say that like shit is going off like crazy in regards to um, claims and allegations right now. It's like a volcano. Yeah. They are. Yeah, I, and this. What else is there besides like this. this stuff? Um, I think, like, someone who's, like, one of the top dogs at Logitech and something else hmm. got outed by a bunch of people. Interesting. Uh, a lot of, uh, there's actually a term for it. I think they, they, they've called it, like the, the, like, the black eye of pro wrestling or some shit. Uh, a bunch of claims have come out of a bunch of different, about a bunch of different pro wrestlers as Whoa. well. Interesting. Huh. Like any industry right now is seeing like a huge jump. It's hmm. interesting. It kind of started in Hollywood and now it's kind of moving its way to other places, which is good. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want this shit going on. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I saw a little blip on Twitter the, today or yesterday. I think it was today. Uh, somebody was accusing like Cole Sprouse and a bunch of cast members of Riverdale of some shit, um, but then the uh, account like everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then the account was like, "Yeah, yeah, I fucking was lying, and you all believed it. You guys are all gullible." So <laughs> I'm gonna go away now before I get arrested. Yeah, it was an anonymous Twitter account. But, uh, yeah, well, that's the thing too. It's like. Anytime you see a whole lot of something going on, you're going to get some copycats. Mm. A bunch of people just jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, right now, you know, claims, regardless as to where they're coming from, it, it, it's time to go to work. It's the long and short of it. It's time yeah. to, like, dig into this shit. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Sorry, I discovered I had a giant splinter in my foot. And I'm trying to deal with it. Don't ah. pay me any mind. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> mute your mic while you do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, Joe, do you care to uh, brief us on uh, on on these stories that you pulled? 
Sure, it's not one, it's not two, it's actually three stories from yep. three different game studios. It's uh, It started, at least the first one that I saw, started with um, uh, the creative director at, uh, at Ubisoft of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the new game coming out. I am going to butcher his name. Um, Ash, Ashraf is male. Ashraf is male. He, um, stepped, yeah, he's, <laughs> he stepped down from his role uh, because he was apparently <laughs> being very flirty and like dating a fan. Uh, it's saying here, not an employee. Usually, it's an employee. This time, it was like one of the. It's saying a younger fan, I guess, of the company's games or something. And um, there was some. If you click on the, the tweets, there's uh, the, per- the the person who's saying all this happened to her. Uh, she's like posting screenshots of her messenger app of their conversations and stuff. So there wasn't any, he didn't like rape her. He didn't, there's no sexual, any of that kind of stuff. It was just more that they were dating for over a year apparently. And he was married. Um, I don't, I don't know if it said he had kids or not, but he was just, um, well, he was just doing something he shouldn't be doing. And it kind of just was made public. Bingo, there you go. That was the word I was looking for. And um, yeah, just some people are kind of wondering, you know, why did you wait a whole year to finally start talking about this? Um, And she just, like, I don't know, I guess she just finally figured it's time to reveal the truth about this man and his behavior. So uh, I guess he's saying he stepped down because he's kind of messed up his whole family with all this stuff and yeah not good um ubisoft released a long long like um uh, like news thing about it explaining it and blah 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 typical marketing business you spiel for this sort of thing um so that was at ubisoft then there was also at the um cards against humanity uh the the creators of that the ceo also stepped down because apparently there was over 20 women that uh, that were interviewed and some of them some of their some of the stuff that they were saying was not true some of it's still being investigated some of it was with he was apparently sexual harassing them the details weren't really specified but apparently he was doing that as well and that's why he stepped down so that was happening there it's also some people were saying it's kind of had a really racist environment and it was really bad towards women so that was happening there and then finally at insomniac games the um the uh, her name is soul brennan uh she worked at uh on marvel's spider-man the new uh, spider-man that came out recently at insomniac games as a senior technical artist oh wait sorry now um uh, now she's working as a senior technical artist at unity 3d she left insomniac games because uh apparently she was being harassed and there were people um that were kind of like confessing their love to her and all that kind of stuff and she just was kind of brushing it off but then it got worse and worse and yeah so then she ended up leaving and she mentioned it on twitter she wrote it on medium page so eh, it's just over and over and over again we keep seeing this and I guess the bigger reason why I wanted to talk about these is, I mean, we've had this happen so many times over and over again, the game industry and the movie industry, blah, blah, blah. 
but in the whole 10 years that I've worked in the game industry and just the tech industry, I have never once, and I've worked with, you know, female coworkers, I've never once encountered, you know, at, at work, any of this type of behavior. No one's ever gotten in trouble for that kind of thing. Um, I mean, have either of you guys at your jobs ever encountered any of this type of stuff before or heard about it from other employees um, or executives having to step down or nothing within reach of me? Um, let me hold on, hold on, let me make sure. <laughs> uh, no, nothing within reach of me, but something like this, you know, is, is going to be kept secret it's going to be under lock and key it's not going to be something you can get away with doing out in the open for sure um, certainly hope not it is kind of like horrifying to think that like stuff this heinous could be going on right under your nose though yeah I'm just like they have HR departments they're always constantly saying that you know they're doing the, the sexual harassment education and all that stuff, not to do it and blah 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 and how to treat others equally and, and whatnot. I'm sure all of us have had a meeting or something where they, you know, brought in the HR people or some other third party person to come in and talk about that to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do you guys think this keeps happening? Like, it's just, it's, it's I mean, a it was a creative director, it was a CEO. I mean, it's a, it's a, well, no, and, and the thing is, is like, it'll surface in different ways, the whole power dynamic thing. It won't always be, someone skeezing on something because they're horny it might also be oh they're always coming down on this guy here because you know ceo maybe doesn't like this group of people or maybe this guy kind of reminds him of someone he doesn't like or it could be any number of things Hmm. like if if you if you step back from the uh sexualized element and just think of abuses of power then you'll probably be able to recall a lot more instances of that. I feel like it's maybe less. Um, Because I feel like it's interesting. Because I feel like a lot of these cases that we hear about, especially, you know, happen to people who... A lot of it is like people who are well-liked or like seen as as being good at their job mm-hmm. or they're charismatic you know but then when it mm-hmm. they kind of use their charisma to kind of wiggle into these situations with women and then they you know think they can just keep pushing that charisma mm-hmm. farther and farther um yeah in situations where it's not wanted but uh yeah to go back to your first question have i ever sort of seen this stuff I think, um, Joe, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you've worked in mostly like smaller studios, like smaller offices. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first game company I worked at it was a startup and then it got bought by EA. So I left that company when it was about at 30 people. And then the company I worked at the longest that got up to about 50 people. So yeah, I'd say they were, they were still pretty small. And one thing I noticed is that a lot of the people, at least at the company, that was the game company I was at for a while, um, everyone was there was kind of already, like they were all already married, they all had kids, they all were kind of had their own lives. So everyone kind of went to work. Yeah. So they, I, you know, and they went home. Yeah, I think 
in situations like that and situations I've been in, um, I, I think smaller, you definitely see less of this in smaller communities just because there's less people and there's also less chances that you're going to be attracted to somebody else there. You know, mm-hmm. there's also less potential for moving up in the company, which sort of keeps everyone stagnant. It kind of keeps everyone's power levels stagnant. Um, yeah. Uh, like you were saying, power does factor pretty largely into this. And the, a lot of the, one of the kind of through lines I'm seeing in a lot of these stories that we're reading is uh, someone who is like, not just has power over the person, but they are kind of powerful in the company. Um, you know, uh, and, and they're in bigger companies where, you know, move, where you, they're the type of place where you join to sort of move up the ladder. And yeah. there's all these, to move up a ladder requires a lot of just sort of everything, you know, office politics and, and mm-hmm. social interactions and you gotta have opportunities to show that you can do something and often that may require more than just being good at your job right and there's a lot of uh competition in those yep instances too um you know and a lot of people competition i think is you see a lot of people bitter about it's always going to leave somebody bitter right when somebody gets yeah. promoted or somebody when you see somebody who joins a company and moves fast it makes you think yeah. that there's some kind of injustice makes, in that yeah it makes a lot of people feel like like what am i what am i even doing here mm. i've been here this long and someone just shot right past me um you got to be lucky and good yeah and, on that. and i i also guess too what with the whole competition um, I guess that mixes in with the power thing that, you know, if you're just now getting into the game industry and, you know, your boss is a veteran who's been there for 10 or 20 years and they say, well, you know, if you want to get up, then you got to do some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, so, I mean, that you're just like happen. this lowly intern. Yeah, it's like you're just this intern. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time in Hollywood. Yeah, well, I mean, not even that, but it's like you could be in a situation where you know you want to kind of get to know the boss or whatever so they'll like you and give you promotion but then the boss is sort of reading that wrong uh and he doesn't and they're not mindful of the position that they have Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah so i guess i kind of i kind of have seen this a little bit when i worked at in retail i was working for a pretty big company with a lot of people um, and it was a lot of, it was a pretty, like, it was surprising. Like they, a lot of people did get promoted sort of through that system. Like it was a, it's a big company. Um, but I didn't see anything crazy, but I definitely did. There was some person who was kind of known as like, oh, they got fired from their last job. They like, they had to say this in the interview. Like they, they got fired from their previous job because of some weird thing with another player and i don't think we ever really figured out what it was um 
But yeah, he ended up sort of... I mean, he was mostly harmless, but he was kind of like... He was the kind of guy who was maybe a little dull. Like, couldn't take a hint. Like, uh... Mm. Like, he, uh... I don't know, he, he was, like, really interested in one of my friends, and he, like, kept calling and, like, kind of wouldn't read the signals. There's another guy like that who was who was also kind of kind of dull who was actually interested in the same friend, <laughs> but he was I don't know. So so when you get like large groups of people together, uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that, you guys also go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, you guys minor also... interruption. Ayami Moto wants to know when when they're getting the bath water. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no idea. Um, so do you guys also think, too, that it's because of the culture that is developed in the company? Uh, what I mean by that is that in a lot of tech companies and all the gaming companies that I've worked in, too, the companies have always pride themselves very highly on a very, like, uh, rich culture, as in, you know, there's lots of games you can play. There's lots of food you can pay. You're highly encouraged for people to um, to interact with each other, both inside and outside of work, to go on lots of, you know, to pay for lots of like going to the bar, getting free meals, all that kind of stuff, like going on trips, um, you know, that lots of community, uh, excuse me, like, um, team building exercises. Do you guys think we're, the, those industries are pushing that behavior a bit too much and kind of blurring the line between work and I guess, um, uh, home life or whatever the other work life balance. Can you rephrase that? Do you feel because of the type of culture that's being developed within these companies that encourage lots of very close interaction between employees and encourage interacting with each other outside of work, that mm. that's why it would be, you know, the, why this is happening more and more. Yeah. I mean, cause like, yeah, like free trips on Saturday to go play golf or something, or, you know, paying for dinner or paying for lunches and you can always go out downtown eat with the, you know, your, your team or other people in the company or, you know, you get a free car to get whatever you want. Yeah. I only have a, like a little bit of experience with sort of, freelancing in random places where they've had like parties and stuff but uh, you know I've been in places where they they do have like you know they have like holiday parties or they just have kind of booze on hand in general um so I, I don't know it's hard for me to speak to like all these gaming companies because I've never worked at a big large gaming company but um I think that was something I saw on Twitter uh somebody was kind of pointing that out like the sort of culture of like oh like you know getting drinks afterwards or or whatever the fuck um it's actually something that companies will have you sort of wave you know like you, you sign stuff when you join a new company saying like they'll they'll say like you know we have alcohol on hand and sometimes we'll will leave the office and we're not responsible for any harm that may come to you as a result of you know things that you are doing with your co-workers sort of outside of 
the realms of our business. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I guess it's a kind of hard balance to to have to do because you want your employees to be incredibly happy, yeah. and by make and what makes them happy is you kind of give them everything that they would ever want. Like, I mean, you know, um, one of my previous jobs, we had like showers at, at in the building, and we had like um, where you could we had rooms in our, our office when it was really big where they were specifically just set up for sleeping or taking naps mm. um i mean we had like three three fridges stock full of food all the time um like tons of drinks you, if you ever you wanted something you could get it there were massages that were given to us every friday we had like you know so they were doing everything to make us happy and comfortable and basically never wanted to leave but oh. they would also like highly encourage people to go out with each other because they felt like if you're if you interact more with your coworkers, then you'll be able to work better with them. So, I guess that doesn't that, didn't, that doesn't really help because it kind of encourages people to get to know each other when they really shouldn't at that level. Some of those things Sorry, are Lionel, legal. I was just going to say some of those things are legal requirements. Like after once you can request, I can't remember what the exact numbers are, but. Once you reach the point of requesting a certain amount of time of your employers to like sort of stay in the office or to work a certain number of hours each day, once you kind of get to that point, you're kind of legally mandated to have certain amenities, uh, namely after a certain number of hours of shower and some sort of exercise facility. I remember that because I worked a security at a building that had... And, and and that was being told that showers got installed into it because people would be required to stay for I don't know off hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the I don't I can't it's been so long I can't remember the exact number of hours per se. You know what number of hours equate to what amenity? Yeah. Though the whole massage table thing and drinks I don't know if that falls into the same <laughs> category. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen places like that. Been, I've worked in places that had bathrooms with showers, multiple or rooms, sh- stuff multiple like that. Showers, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like these HR discussions are happening. <laughs> really doing much <laughs> for people to stop acting. Oh, I, I think they are. It's just that we have a mm-hmm. lot of people who are kind of. I don't want to say pre-dating all that stuff, but but there's a lot of people still kind of floating around and you know in their jobs who kind of predate like Me Too era callings. So you think they should have more of them, like almost at a monthly basis, to kind of refresh everyone and let what? them know, like, hey guys. No, no, don't. I'm I'm just saying, like, oh, like okay. you have like old school, like just because people are getting called out more and more doesn't mean the hidden Harvey Weinsteins of the world <laughs> aren't going to stop what they're doing. That's true. You know? that is, yeah, that's a valid point. Um, do you guys feel that they should be, like there has been stories that we talked about you know, a, a long time ago about on Twitter how they would just call out everyone um, as soon as it was happening do you think that's the right way to handle that or should this be something more behind closed doors or should it be more of a public thing? I don't think Twitter is the right way to handle anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you need the 
sort of like cult of popular opinion whatever to deal with like the mega monsters the ones that have like consistently gotten away with shit you know the ones where the legal system has failed but I feel like it's getting abused or maybe I just I worry that it's getting abused at the same time I don't have a better answer so yeah, because there was that one indie developer who ended up killing himself because he just couldn't take all of the yeah. stuff that was happening. Yeah, so exactly. They 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 sick the dogs on him before you could. I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story of that. Just it's it's pretty dire, and the only thing more dire than that is just how like unapologetic and sympath- unsympathetic people were in regards to that. I again, I don't know the whole story, so I'm not, not going to try yeah. to take a side. It's just it's. It, it was sad to sort of see everything around that. Yeah. Apparently, he had a history of mental illness too, so that didn't mm-hmm. help much. So, but yeah, it's. I think it's because Twitter triggers that whole mob mentality, and it's just like, yeah, words get twisted and things just <laughs> go pretty yeah. wrong. Twitter is mm-hmm. is pretty awful in terms of mob uh, mentality. They're so quick to judge on everything and even when even when the mob is proven wrong it's like they sort of just they just turn at, they, at best they disperse well but. they yeah. they turn and then they don't really investigate why they were wrong they were like well I guess it was this way then and it's like with no regards so to like, I'll be mad at this one over there instead yeah without really investigating that so uh, I don't know. I I, I have a, a a real problem with with Twitter mobs, and I used to, you know, really kind of think that Twitter mobs in general were just like, oh, it's just Twitter, like it's it's on there. But I think a lot of that sort of Twitter think has spread into reality over the last couple of years, and it's you've seen a lot more of those people sort of take to the streets. Um, in various capacities about various things and uh, but that's that's a whole nother discussion about cancel culture in general yeah um, I don't know I, I just feel like it's like it, I, I want to make sure that everyone is aware like if someone's doing something bad they need to be I mean, everyone needs to know that they're doing it but yeah, yeah. I mean, Twitter is just not the right place to do that. I just wish there was I a think people, better way to handle it. I think people jump to Twitter because it feels maybe maybe it feels like there's like an ingrained support system there. Like, um, I don't know. The one thing I will say is that if like the real dire shit has happened to you, Go to mm-hmm. a hospital before you go to the police. Um, I learned this from someone who worked at a rape crisis center. They're better equipped to sort of like cool you down, collect evidence, get like a timeline, make all that information that you'll need for a further investigation. Mm-hmm. A hospital is more, uh, better equipped for that than the police are. Yeah, I would imagine, given sort of the sensitive kind of medical mm-hmm. procedure mm-hmm. that needs to be done like immediately. Yeah, um, and with the police, it can you can get you can just involve yourself with a lot of red tape. It's gonna slow the process down. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess the last thing I'm just would be curious to get your guys' thoughts on it is that why do you feel in some of these cases, some of these women, they wait so long to men actually... Men and women, let's be clear. That's true. Sorry. Sorry. I should not... Yeah. It's men and women. Yes. Um, wait so long to actually report these things. Like the incident with the Assassin's Creed creative director, she had been going out with him on and off for about a whole year, and now she felt like it was necessary finally expose him for what he had been doing mm. um so i just i mean i understand some women they're scared if they're getting or, or men or women they're scared because if they're getting if they're in it like in a really violent relationship or something you know they're not gonna they're scared of what could happen to them especially if they have kids i understand that but in some cases like in this particular case where you know the person wasn't being abused or anything like that he was just being you know he was just doing some really bad stuff um why would she wait this long there may have been conflicting feelings like Mm. especially if they're in a relationship that is primarily amicable but has maybe some darker aspect to it true Um, you know, it's it's why you see people in like abusive relationships for so long. It's because you know they're they're still in love with this person. They're still stuck on this person. Maybe they've got this idea that they can change them. Uh, could be that. Could be fear. Could be any number of things. I can't think of because I haven't been in this situation. Yeah, it's also so heavily tied into their well-being, being that it involves their career and someone in the mm-hmm. workplace. So you know, a lot of people. You know, people. A lot of people just don't want trouble. So when trouble happens to them, they do their best to sweep it under the rug, or they, you know, try to put it behind them. But you know, putting things behind you is good for a lot of things. But uh, sometimes that shit will just eat you up inside, and you have to get it out. So there's all sorts of reasons, um, but it's all deeply psychological true i can't remember which person if it was insomniac or ubisoft or the other one um the woman that was making who was saying what was happening to her the very first thing she said on in the in twitter was that i know this i'm probably going to lose my job because of this but and then she kind of went on about it so yeah i guess it is is, that's probably a big part of it which is interesting that she said that because i feel like it's interesting. I feel like um, a lot of like I feel like I actually feel like things are changing so rapidly, over, especially over the past couple of years, with regards to a lot of stuff that people still will say things like "I may lose my job because of this," which I don't really think that's the case um, these days, uh, because of when somebody makes a Twitter accusation like that. Um, usually, you know, it sort of post the first, you know, the first Me Too wave is kind of over, and uh, there's a, and we've kind of seen everybody, especially in this indus- industry, you know, they're they're very much for progressive ideals, and one of the progressive they ideals that they push really hard is that is to believe women. Um, so I think that's sort of a, a, a relic of an older time, which, uh, 
it's not surprising that she would still say something like that because this stuff is still very uh, much in flux like the times are changing they haven't quite changed um, but I, th I think more people who come forward like obviously she was comfortable doing so and so have a lot of people um, and you're s just seeing it more and more and more people are like hey I need to tell my story um, but I think even if someone like that does lose their job if they're very vocal on Twitter you know a lot of people have uh, are, are out to support people like that um, you know victims of abuse and, and help them land on their feet so I think we're in a I think we're in the best time uh, that we can be right now in terms of coming forward with stories like this. Yeah, um, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if it's still happening alive, but um, maybe her. This was I just looked it up. This was the the woman who left Insomniac, and she's now working at Unity. Um, but maybe her fear was that her she might ruin her career because people might not want to hire her because of course they're not going to say it out loud but they might be thinking in their head that well she might cause some trouble and you know we can't i don't want to hire her in chance of just bringing more bad press to us or something like that she might just she might just cause lots of trouble for no reason so yeah i think who knows i i don't i feel like that's not too big of a, a a reality i mean sure possibly i'm 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 a, i'm for sure it could be a worry of somebody but i i think uh by and large if you come forward with a story and it's believable and makes sense and is true and action was taken against uh the abuser then I don't think it reflects negatively negatively on the victim within this industry. At least at least the the sort of way that people in the industry front face. <laughs> well, I guess we can't really say that about Gamergate. That was just that was just a complete shit show. That did not go over well. <sighs> not at all. That's a whole other but thing. But anyway. Yeah, I know, I'm not gonna but on that rabbit hole again um but yeah that's it that's all i have until the next story pops yeah hopefully it won't happen again I, I, it's it just makes me feel so sad that we're seeing more of these stories instead of less so mm. I mean, before there was riot riot games it happened yeah. there i mean it's just ugh. i'm hoping more leads to less I feel like that's where we are. Yeah. I, I feel like it's been yeah. a, actually a while since I've heard anything about anything like this coming out of gaming mm. specifically. Um, but uh, that's good. Um, and also yep. good that this stuff is coming out. So, Absolutely. yeah. So much drama in the game industry. There's so much drama. All the time. So much drama why I love LBC. It. It's kind of hard being <laughs> Snoop D-O-double-G. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alright, anything uh, else on your guys' minds? Nope. 
<laughs> okay, jumper cables, you look like you're smelling farts. Mm, no, I just got some messages on Facebook. Oh, no. Uh, Good ones, I hope. I want to suck your cock, jumper cables. No. I want your... Also, that, also that would scare me. <laughs> oh. I want your hairy balls in my mouth. I mean, I like... I matched with someone on Tinder, and that scared me. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah? What were they like? I don't know. Did you message him? Their profile was bare. I just sort of liked it for the hell of it. And then it's like, bam, match! And their face is just, like, right in front of me. It, it was like, hmm. you say hi to someone, and they get really intense out of nowhere. That's what it felt like. Did you say hi? No. <laughs> Guess they... On a scale of hot or not, I guess we know which one they were. They looked fine. I just wasn't ready for all that. <laughs> He's not ready for that are kind there, of commitment. Are there bots on Tinder? I know there are. I wouldn't be people. surprised. Yes, there's a shit ton of bots. Well, there, there you go. Them. It Wait, was a bot. Are you sure? <laughs> usually, I guess not. They but... usually. This is how you can tell if it's a bot. Is they usually have one picture. Um, or they have multiple pictures and they're kind of grainy because they've been screenshotted so many times and then they have like a, they'll have a, the name of their snap chat and then in their bio they'll do things like they'll be like uh, I'm not really interested in talking on here message me on snapchat there was nothing in their bio there were only two pictures but they weren't of the best quality yeah that's probably real I'm missing in general. This is what bots look like. Or I've have seen bots do this thing where they'll like, they'll write a paragraph, but in between like words of the paragraph, they'll put numbers. It'll be their phone number because if you put a full number in succession, I think Tinder blocks that and like investigates further. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, for more hot Tinder tips. <laughs> Tune in to uh, every Thursday at 8.30 here on Twitch. And uh, listen on Tuesdays when we release new episodes, except for this Tuesday, <laughs> which we didn't do. But it will be up tonight. I'm putting up the big, uh, the big, uh, the big uh, protest uh, podcast up today. When we were talking about the whole Foreman yeah. grill. Yeah. Okay. Towards Lean, mean, Floyd. fat grilling machine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I got a bit too heated in that one. <laughs> you were pretty mad. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting and uh, interesting to do a follow up on that at some point. Um, as we were sort of moving into the aftermath of everything, we're seeing a lot of uh, interesting stories sort of come out of there. But uh, yeah, uh, you got any final thoughts, Jumper Cables? Mm, not really. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Even though I no longer work in the game industry, 
I still love it. I love it so much. I love everything about it. And I hope soon that we start seeing less and less of these horrible crimes of sexuality. That's just, I want it all to go. Crimes against humanity. I don't want humanity. it to become more like Hollywood. Yes, there you go. I don't want it to become more and more like Hollywood, even though it seems like every day it is. So, mm. yeah. That sucks. But <sighs> Yeah. I love you. All I got to say is uh, just be nice to each other out there. Uh, don't touch your coworkers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Rest in. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. You had a good run. Fucked a lot of dudes. Oh my god, I he really did. Yeah, man. He was, he was, he was a machine. Yeah. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. R.I.P. to Danny O'Neill and Ian Holm. Ian Holm, I wasn't... Yeah, that's... Uh, it's too bad. I feel like I didn't get enough Ian Holm. But uh, I'm sure that's a big back catalog for me to work through. Uh, Michael Keaton. You know what to do. Say yes. <laughs> Take the money. I think he's down. I think he's pretty down. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you can find this show on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, and pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. You can get it for free. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Um,. Uh, speaking of that, I think I may have found a way to uh, uh, get you in there. I think I I might have been skipping a, a step, like a really stupid step, but I'll, I'll look into that after we're done. Uh, where can we find you, Jumper Cables? Okay, my audio is still there. Um, I guess on Twitter, at Old Taku Connect. Yep. And Joe, where can we find you? Soon on YouTube. <laughs> Soon. Uh-oh. I've been recording more and more of those videos. Okay. Me playing games. So I've recorded four so far. So just got to post them all. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm also on YouTube at Paylisten Radio or YouTube.com slash whatever. Yeah. I've been posting videos. Mike's been posting videos. Joe will soon have videos as well. We'll, we'll be a proper YouTube channel yet. Yep, I'm trying to... I think i got to post some more of my, my lay. Apparently the last lay video I posted was like... I got a lot of views for some reason. But, uh... Nice. Yeah, uh... Thanks for listening to a yet another... Disaster Report. From your friends at Hey Listen Radio. Yeah, 2020. Try not to see a disaster. See you next week. Boy. Okay. All right. Uh, Oh, wait. I forgot. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to. Now I'm going to play the outro music.
So, oh, I will give you the signal once I'll get to talk again. 